you must set boundaries around what you are available for doing and what you are not available for doing. Again, back to the original point, what are you committed to? Are you clear about that? The Thinking Yourself into Exponential Results series on the podcast comes to you every Saturday morning and takes what we discuss in the Morning Mindset Club, compiles it into one easy to access recording and gives you some killer bonus content at the end that's not to be missed and only available here. So let's dive right in. Negative influences and fears that are communicated from one person to another. This is so critical to be aware of for you and your business, because if you are allowing negative influences and fears into your thinking and you're unaware of it, it will influence how you're making decisions, the risks that you're willing to take, being visible and going for more, everything that's required for scaling your business. So listen in and learn. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm Amira Alvarez and have an amazing day. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. We are in the chapter of Think and Grow Rich entitled How to Outwit the Six Ghosts of Fear. And we are in a long list of self-analysis test questions that Napoleon Hill has put in here at the end of this book to help us evaluate exactly where we stand so that we can better our best and grow and become more. So this is a self-reflection exercise so that you can really see where you are open to negative influences and where fear is getting inside your psyche. If you answer these questions, if you pause after each one and ask yourself exactly where you stand, and if you do this every year, you will better your best. You'll become more. You will grow so quickly. So I encourage you to really address all these questions because they will help you not only in your personal life, but they will help you in your business to be more effective, more efficient, more focused, more disciplined, have more fun, enjoy yourself more, have better relationships with your team and with your clients. It's phenomenal how much this will help you. Okay. With that as the context, let's get started with our next set of questions. We're going to take one a day here. So the next question is, are you careless of your personal appearance? If so, when and why? Are you careless of your personal appearance? If so, when and why? So let's think here. It's important. Why might Napoleon Hill be asking us about our personal appearance? Why might it be important? Now that's the topic of a much longer episode. I might do a whole content episode on that, a whole teaching episode on that. Stay tuned. We'll see if we do that. Okay. But for now, I want you to to see this as a self-worth issue. Okay. Are you seeing yourself as important enough to take care of? Are you seeing yourself as worthy of someone who requires care, love, attention? 
Are you seeing yourself as worthy of that time, of that adoration, of that money? What what kind of money are you spending on your appearance? Now, you don't have to spend a lot. You don't have to go crazy. You can spend more if you'd like. If, If you're called forward to do more, go for it. Be that person. But this is not a call to action that you have to spend a ton of money. But you do have to invest in yourself. And most people invest in themselves with those two resources of time, which includes attention and money for the things that are required to up your appearance, whether that's a blowout or manicure, pedicure, nicer clothes, you know, working out, spending money on a a gym membership or uh, new running shoes so you can go running, whatever it is. Are you attending to your appearance? That is one question that you need to ask is, you know, are you investing in yourself? And that's a a quality of seeing yourself is worth it. And it starts with you. It starts with you making that choice. If you want the rest of the world and other people to treat you with respect, if you are wanting people to think you're beautiful and admire you for that, not that's not everyone's thing, okay? But I know that there are a lot of women out there who want to feel beautiful and have the world see them as beautiful. And if you are someone who wants that, it starts with you seeing yourself as worthy of that attention. You must put that time and attention in. It doesn't start, the engine isn't started out there. They don't take the first step, you take the first step. It starts with you. So if you want the world to respect you, to see you as worthy and let's relate this to business. If you want to want the world to see you as, as worthy of being paid at a higher rate, are you seeing yourself that way? Or are you seeing yourself as someone who has to scurry and doesn't have enough time to take care of their personal appearance? If you're in time scarcity, you probably don't see yourself as worthy. And that is what's going to be energized out in the world and reflected back to you in your income. It's a indirect yet direct relationship. So more on that if you're interested. This is something that I teach quite a bit. It's the law of vibration and you know great places to to learn that are here in the morning mindset club but also coming to the unstoppable woman income breakthrough summit or joining one of our programs we have something called the spirit of wealth mastermind and masterclass that is a place where i go into this in so much more detail so reach out to us if you're interested in either of those two things the summit you can find on our website at theunstoppablewoman.com/summit We have one coming up soon, so check that out. Okay, so the other thing is to ask yourself, the second part of this is if you are careless with your appearance, when and why? So when are you careless? Is it when no one is watching you? Is it when you're just by yourself? Ah, I don't matter to myself. Watch that, watch that. Is it around your family? Do you not have to sort of pull yourself together because it's just, you know, it's just your dog, it's just your kids, it's just your husband, it's just your wife, whatever it is. Is it when you're just running errands? Oh, this isn't really an important occasion, right? This is just me going to get gas. 
Okay. Maybe, maybe you need to look at when you're not really taking care of your appearance. And for me, that was a big deal. I had to do this and, and really train myself. I don't have to be uncomfortable in my appearance. In fact, just the opposite. You can be super put together in jeans and a pair of boots and a t-shirt, right? Like it doesn't have to be elaborate, but pull yourself together. If this is a place where you, all your senses are going, oh my God, that's me. I need to do that. Now you don't have to spend, like I said, you don't have to make this like what you spend five hours a day doing. It doesn't have to take that much time, but pay attention to this. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, the next question in this list of self-analysis questions by Napoleon Hill is, have you learned how to, quote, drown your troubles by being too busy to be annoyed by them? Now, this is not a call to action to be over busy, overwhelmed, doing too much in one day, being in a state of panic, stress, and urgency all the time. This is not functional. You do not want to function like this. But this is a question of, are you not putting your time, attention, energy to what you desire, to growing your business, growing yourself, growing what's required to achieve your goals, If you have idle time to stay in rumination and complaint, you're going to want to look at that. You're going to want to ask yourself, is this really where I want to spend my energy, where I want to put my energy? Wouldn't you be better served putting your energy towards your business, your goals, your life, your purpose? If you are stuck in rumination, pause for a moment and go into problem solving mode, make a, take some time, whatever time it takes, maybe it takes you 30 seconds, maybe it takes you 15 minutes, but figure out how am I going to solve for whatever I'm ruminating over, whatever I am in that place in my head where I'm looping over, he done me wrong, she done me wrong, uh, complaint, 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 step out of the complaint, figure out the solution to it, Make a quick decision on that and then go take action on it immediately. That is the solution. Close the gap on time and make that happen for yourself. That is the way to be much more productive and lock your mind to negative influences. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, next up. On the list here that we are going through of the self-analysis questions is, would you call yourself a spineless weakling if you permitted others to do your thinking for you? So what do you think about that? If you let others do your thinking for you, are you a spineless weakling? Yes or no? That seems to be the, the question there. And then... The subtext is, is that you? And where are you doing it? Where are you doing it? Are you deferring and going along with the pack? 
Are you doing what all your friends do? Are you doing what all your neighbors do? Are you doing what everyone around you does? Even though there's part of you that thinks "Mm, that might not be such a good idea or that might not be right for me at least. Are you commenting and behaving in ways that are just the conditioned way or society's way of thinking like, thank God it's Friday. That's a conditioned thought. Okay. That's going along with how other people think. Why are you so happy that it's the end of the work week? Don't you love your work? And if you don't love your work, you got to look at that. Okay. Why is it that you're not lit up by what you do so much that you need the weekend. Now, I'm not making the commentary that we should uh, do a single type of work all the time or that people don't need time to do different things and to, to have a different pace and explore different things. That's not what I'm saying. It's a psychological agreement that work is bad or hard or something that we don't like. If you are going along with that kind of thinking, you got to ask yourself, so what are you accepting as truth? Think about this with the news. Are you just thinking like if it's the news outlet that's politically aligned with how I think that everything that they say is accurate, are you just letting other people think for you? That's allowing yourself to be brainwashed. And it can happen with news organizations. It can happen with family, friends, colleagues, all of that. So think about that. Now, here's the flip side to this. When I was really doing my deep study, I still study deeply, but when I was working with my mentor, I hired him and I made an agreement with myself that I would do everything that he told me to do. Not that I would shut off my critical thinking, but that I understood that my belief system was inaccurate, that I was making decisions from a belief system that was conditioned by how I was brought up, but it wasn't getting me the results that I wanted so that I couldn't necessarily trust it. So I did make the decision at that point to defer to someone else's thinking to help me break through. Now, when I deferred, I did the critical thinking of, now why might that be true? I still was going with what he described as the next step for me. And I would do it as quickly as I possibly could with the least amount of resistance. And I would ask myself, now why would that be the truth so that I could learn it and bring my thinking up to the next level? So that's an an added version, an added element to, to this. So what is it for you? What is it for you? Are you permitting others to do your thinking for you? If so, in what context and how are you going to change that? What's one thing you could do differently? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. So the next question in this list of questions for self-analysis is, do you neglect internal bathing until auto intoxication makes you ill-tempered and irritable? Okay, so what does this mean? 
Do you neglect internal bathing? By internal bathing, he means cleaning out the mental garbage, the stuff that is in there that's taken root, that's gotten hold of you, that is a negative direction. And it is deconstructive rather than constructive. It's pulling you down versus building you up. It's pulling you backwards rather than allowing you to go forwards. So is there stuff that you're holding on to? A thought, an attitude, a perspective, a uh, experience that you're ruminating over. All of that needs to be cleansed away. And that's something that I teach in the boot camp that we have. The business acceleration boot camp is the daily cleanse. It's something that I had developed for myself even before I read this book. A little bit of an unconscious competent there. I realized that I was being held back by things that I was holding onto in my mental, emotional world, and that I needed to clean those out and I needed to clean them out daily. So there's a process for looking at them, that and letting go of it. Part of it is clarity and part of it is forgiveness and, and release. And then you also have to look at what you could do differently, how you can better your best so that you take a hundred percent personal responsibility for your outcomes. So that's your question for today. Do you neglect internal bathing until auto intoxication makes you ill-tempered and irritable? Yes or no? Sometimes, always. Where do you stand on the continuum? If you want to answer that on a scale of one to 10, that's fine as well. But really answer this honestly and see what you can do today to release the stuff that you ruminate over. Ever feel like a fish out of water? Like nobody really gets you? Well, if you are loving this podcast, then you'll love the Unstoppable Woman community. Meet high-performing women going for more in their lives and businesses at the Income Breakthrough Summit that we are holding for you. Learn more and grab your ticket at theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit. I hope to see you there. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, next up in this list of questions for self-analysis, Hill asks, how many preventable disturbances annoy you and why do you tolerate them? Okay, why do you tolerate them? So first, what is a preventable annoyance? This is something that you can change the outcome of. Almost everything that you experience annoyance by, you can have a different response to, not just by choosing differently, changing your attitude, changing your response. You you have that. That's your power of choice. That's your greatest power. It's amazing what happens when you just choose in favor of being easygoing, not being annoyed, allowing things to flow past you, all of that. But now let's talk about not wanting these to these experiences to happen, even if you have a great attitude about them. What would be an example of a preventable annoyance? Well, traffic would be one. Now, how do you, how can you imagine that traffic is preventable? Now you cannot prevent the traffic, that's for sure, but you can leave earlier. You can put on a podcast. You can set yourself up 
so that you're not annoyed by giving yourself, you know, the grace of an extraordinary amount of time. So you get places early so that you're not rushed. You can be in a comfortable car with a great sound system. You can preload your podcasts so that they're all set up. You can have an audiobook. You can do your thinking there. All of that makes it something that's not annoying, but something that, okay, just is in life. And I'm going to make the best out of it. Maybe you're annoyed because you're not eating well, or there's no food Um, that you want to eat. Well, that's preventable. You can order a bunch of food and have it in the house. You can solve that problem. Obviously you can cook for yourself too, but let's say you don't like cooking or you're not in the mood to cook. What if you always stocked your house with delicious food that was easy to access? Okay, what if your annoyance is, I don't have enough time? That's a classic one for women in business. There's always going to be more to do in your business than hours in the day. Are you going to be annoyed by that? Well, it's very easy not to be annoyed if you spend five or 10 minutes really planning out your day. What are the top three things? What are you focused on? What are your non-negotiables? If you get that done and those are your wins, then everything else will sort itself out. Okay. What if your annoyance is that you're not achieving your goals as quickly as you want? Maybe you're not cash flowing. Maybe you're not making the kind of money that you want. That is irritating. That is frustrating. I get it. I was there. However, that's a preventable annoyance. You could learn how to do that. Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to invest your time, your energy, your money, your attention, your brain power on that? Okay. Are you willing to get help? These are preventable annoyances. So look at what you're complaining about and then figure out how you're going to solve it. Get into problem solving mode. You don't have to do everything at once. That's a recipe for setting yourself up for failure, right? You you overcommit. Don't do that, okay? But pick one or two things that you're annoyed by right now and make a decision about what would shift them for you and go act on them. And suddenly those things aren't annoying anymore. Imagine that. Your life just got a whole lot better. Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Next up in this list of self-analysis questions that Hill has put together for us, he asks, do you resort to liquor, narcotics, or cigarettes to, quote, quiet your nerves? If so, why do you not try willpower instead? So before we dive into this, I just want to say that if you have an addiction. If you're an alcoholic, if you're addicted to drugs, if you're if you're addicted to cigarettes, you may need to seek professional help. Addiction is addiction. We've learned a lot more since uh, Hill wrote this about the process of addiction, what happens for people when they're addicted, that willpower alone may not be enough, may not suffice. So if you need help with that, go seek help. That's an important thing in your life. Now, if you're just using these substances to kind of mitigate an uncomfortable feeling, to quiet your nerves, and I would add in here comfort eating. I think a lot of us do that. I know I, I'm going to raise my hand to that, that I would will turn to food as a way to deal with 
you know, whatever's coming up that I'm, I don't want to look at, or I haven't want, I somehow even listen to my voice there, even somehow uncomfortable to look at or difficult, or I'm uncertain about that's where there's this like little quieting of the nerves with, with some carbs that happen. So I'm not sure if that's what happens for you, but just pay attention to where that's coming up. And instead, I'm not sure that willpower alone is the answer, though making a decision is a very powerful process, very powerful action to to take. But some tips that I have for you, if you are in a place of uncertainty or discomfort or emotional rattle, if you will, just taking a moment to take two or three grounding breaths. There's so much neuroscience now around the breath and how to breathe in such a way as to quiet the parasympathetic nervous system. So that is a huge, huge technique and it doesn't take but a couple seconds to really breathe deeply. Mindfulness, just notice where you're at. Notice what's driving this. Notice the feelings in your body. Notice the thoughts being mindful of what you're engaged in can help bring you back to this present moment and give you much more choice and and to be less reactive in the moment and just on autopilot to go pick up that cigarette or go, go eat from the fridge or whatever it is. Hypnosis is very helpful. Reprogramming your subconscious is very helpful. Visualizing yourself as the, the woman you want to be certainly Getting professional help around all of this is extraordinarily important. And then if it's indicative of a larger issue, I would say you are going to want to get at the root cause of the the issue because these are only symptoms of something that is a core issue for you. So with that in mind, ask yourself, are you using liquor, narcotics, cigarettes, and I added food to quiet your nerves? And instead of just asking, why not use willpower instead? And I'm not against willpower, okay? I'm, I Use it, it's effective. But what tools are you going to use to change a destructive habit that's not useful to you? Good morning and welcome to another great day with the Morning Mindset Club. I'm Amira Alvarez and let's get started. Okay, so next up in this list of self-analysis questions, Hill asks, does anyone nag you? And if so, for what reason? Now, what is nagging? Nagging is, is saying, did you do that? Did you do it? Did you do it? Could you do it? Did you do it? Why didn't you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? So ask yourself, is there a place where I am not being accountable to what I've committed to doing. Sometimes people nag you for things that you have not committed to doing. But you have to ask yourself, did I implicitly commit? Is there an assumption that I said yes? If that's true, then you need to clean that up. If it's not a commitment on your part, but there's an assumption that you're going to do something, you need to clean that up. You need to communicate around that. If there is an articulated, overt agreement, then what's stopping you from actually taking the action? Why are you available 
for being nagged? Do you need to be clear about clearer about your timeline? Do you need to put it on your calendar? Do you need to do less? Do you need to not commit to that? Are you addicted to being told what to do so that you can complain about it? What if you just did the thing before you were nagged about it? Now, what if the situation is that if you do the thing, there's just more there and more there and more there and there's never enough that you can do? Well, that is a personal responsibility clarity and communication issue. You must set boundaries around what you are available for doing and what you are not available for doing. Again, back to the original point, what are you committed to? Are you clear about that? For the bonus content of this episode, I want to go back to the idea of internal bathing or clearing out or cleansing all that mental debris that you may have built up over the day. You don't want to wait a week, a month, a year. You don't want to wait to clear out this stuff. You don't want to hold on to it because it will drag you down. So one of the things that you can do is to do a little cleanse at the end of the day. There's a lot of different elements to this. You want it to be a quick process so that you can move through it quickly and that it's motivational to you, right? Like it builds momentum rather than a task on your list that drags you down or feels like another to do. You want it to be something that you do regularly, consistently, and quickly. And one thing that's in incredibly useful is this process, which is an aspect of what I teach in a, in a larger way, but I want to give you a little bit of it here today. So first thing you want to do is articulate all that you're holding on to that you might even be like a little bitter or resentful or irritated or annoyed by. Maybe it's uh, the way a conversation with one of your team members went down or with a contractor. Maybe it's how something happened in your marketing or how you showed up on social media or an interaction there, or maybe it's something in your personal life, but in your business, or maybe like in your business, you didn't handle a sale particularly well or a conversation with a client particularly well, whatever it is, just write it down. And you might be saying, you know, the client was a little pissy about this. And like, why is she so demanding, right? It's it's not your finest self writing this down. It's your honest, authentic self that is irritated, that is frustrated. You want to write down the frustration, not to emphasize it, not to make it bigger, but to express it, to get it out of your system. Okay. You don't want to be holding on to this. So little things, big things, whatever it is. Okay. Then you're going to want to ask yourself, what is it that I needed to take personal responsibility on here? We are hundred percent personally responsible for our outcome. So if this was an outcome, let's say a client was a little pissy about something. Did you not communicate well? Did you not set clear expectations? Did you not roadmap how something that was going to go? Did you not articulate something clearly enough? Was there poor communication? Whatever it is, is there something that you could have done differently that would have created a different result in this situation? Articulate that, own it. Not because you want to shame or blame yourself, not because you want to make yourself wrong, but in order to really articulate, oh yeah, 
This is where I can better my best. This is where I can take personal responsibility. So write that down really quickly. You know, I could have done this. This is what I'll do differently next time. And then the third step to this is forgive yourself. Forgive your lack of foresight, maybe forgive your reaction. If you got all resentful, can you forgive yourself for being someone who got all like irritated and resentful or short or curt with someone? Or maybe you did the opposite. Maybe you retreated. Maybe you were too lackadaisical. Maybe you let someone walk all over you. Whatever it is that you don't didn't like about your reaction, forgive yourself. It doesn't mean that you're condoning your behavior. You're just saying, I'm no longer going to make myself wrong about it because you cannot, you cannot do anything about the past. All you can do is look forward to the future. You're in the present moment, looking forward into the future. Okay. It's great if you hang out in the present moment though. There's nothing you can do about the the past. So don't keep punishing yourself. You are already punished once, if you will, through that experience. Don't, there's no need to keep punishing yourself. And in fact, oftentimes that is your subconscious trying to get your attention to ensure that you have learned what you need to do differently. So if you can simply articulate that back to point number two, what would I do differently? You will not be so encumbered going forward and you won't be, uh, you know, self-flagellating again and again over a mistake. And oftentimes that just feels like a low vibration. You won't actually be, be articulating the words in your head. You'll just feel bad. Okay. With that, I'm Amira Alvarez. Thanks so much for listening. So glad you listened to the podcast and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us and for being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. This special series is a part of our Morning Mindset Club and comes to you here on the podcast every Saturday morning. If you'd like to join the Morning Mindset Club at no charge, you won't have to wait a whole week and can listen to this series in short daily snippets every morning. Plus, you'll get a quick implementation practice and mastery check-in to go along with it. You can find the Morning Mindset Club info in the show notes below or just head over to theunstoppablewoman.com slash mindset club. And as always, please share this podcast with two or three women who are ready for exponential growth and exponential wealth. And if you're game, we always appreciate a review on iTunes. That really helps us reach and elevate more women. Thanks so much and be unstoppable.